Stunt Podcast. Okay, and we're live. Uh, welcome back to You Deserve a Drink, the Scent Podcast about everything on scent. As always, I'm with the main man, Rizzle. What's up, Rizzle? How are you doing, man? I'm, I'm uh, very happy to be back and just as excited this time as I was last time, if not more so, with all the ongoings that have occurred since we last talked. Dude, we have a ton to talk about today, but the elephant in the room, obviously, is the Scent CryptoVoxel art tour that launched earlier this week. I know you completely finished the tour, and I think you, did you solve all of the, the riddles that were involved there? Just th- take it away. The, tell me about your experience, what you saw, what you did, and then tell me your thoughts about the CryptoVoxel art tour. Yeah, it was really an impressive event from start to finish. I, I was tied up and did not make like the official start time or whatever and, and really wanted to because I just sort of wanted to like be there for the, the beginning of it. But, you know, the, the format of it is great because, I mean, it's still like out there. You know, you can go pick up the guide, right, and walk through it and catch up on all the things that were along the way. You know, I'm, I'm a big fan of the gamification of, of all of this. And, you know, I'm a big fan of crypto art. And so the scavenger hunt really tied it all together for me. And uh, I've mentioned this in like numerous comments and everything at this point, but Puffin, I feel like really, really crushed it, man. And CryptoVoxels has like some limitations that I can talk about a a little bit. Nothing really bad. It's, It's just like, you know, brand new stuff. I feel like it would have been really difficult to figure out exactly how to get from start to finish and navigate the situation were it not for Puffin's guide. And I mean, the thought he put into the write-ups and everything, and the scavenger hunt was really, really fun and, and well thought out and brought me to places with artwork I would have never discovered had it not been in the scavenger hunt. There are some places that are not totally obvious how to maneuver like throughout them without the guidebook and everything. And, you know, Puffin's got that creative energy flowing and all of the scavenger hunt questions were slightly different involved you to you know seek out different things although none of them were like so complicated that they were totally impossible there's one or two that i am not totally positive i got right but 27 scavenger hunt items completed by me the uh the night of the event and and since then i've been back and forth to like check out people's artwork in the in their galleries as different posts have popped up and dude, even with the amount of stuff that's happened since then, it almost seems like this happened a month ago at this point, And it was like, you know, just a few days ago, you know, we put off the recording so we could, you know, have a chance to check it out and talk about it and everything. And then all this stuff's been going on, like in the wake of that. It just seems like this space is really blowing up. Did you have a chance to take a peek at it or, or what's been your angle on things? I was just super enamored with all of the art that was hanging up in some of these galleries. I was, I was making a wish list basically of some of the art that I want to scoop. But in terms of the scavenger hunt, I'm curious to, to hear actually how it worked out. And if anyone wants to go through that, like what do they need to actually do for the scavenger hunt? It's very cleverly written because it forces you to look around at everyone's art and everything. So the auction block or whatever, the first space, James SW, uh, it's just counting chairs. So there's there's a certain amount of chairs in the auction room. So you have to wander around the whole room and, and do some quick math. But every question is like slightly different. Uh, I think the, the next stop is X copies. Is that the police station, the, the unmanned police station? I, I think it is. 
Um, and, you know, he's got some interesting things going on in there. And so then you have to figure out on, on which side of the exit is the surface level mind scan. And a couple others, you have to find the dominant color in a certain painting, you know, and it takes you through how to get there. And so, you know, you're sort of forced to look through people's artwork to figure out which which is titled what. You know, a few of them were sort of tough, and I, I didn't even realize until, and honestly probably would have never realized had it not been for the scavenger hunt, that a couple of these places have multiple floors that aren't totally obvious if you're you're just sort of like wandering around. And so... A few of them I got stuck on and was like, oh, there's like a third, fourth, and fifth floor to this person's stuff. And, and you know, had to go look through their artwork and everything and stumbled upon a lot of really cool things that, that I wouldn't have otherwise found. So it, it's not just like, go here and count this, go here and count this, go here and grab this. It's like the questions are all very clever to play in with the art tour and to sort of force you to check out more stuff or think about things like a, a little bit more. It took a while. It's not like super straightforward, but that's to me what makes it fun. I mean, Puffin, Puffin does not mess around with their, their difficulty level. So it was cool. Highly recommend. So you do the scavenger hunt and like, what's at the end of the scavenger hunt? Is there a prize? I'm curious about that part. Nothing. I'm anxiously awaiting. Uh, you, you don't even know. No, I've, blackbox.art has been like super mysterious about it. You DM blackbox.art, all the answers to the scavenger hunt. I believe it closes uh, in, in a couple of days. And then you get entered into a raffle. And uh, for anyone who completes it, gets something for like the most complete or like the first several who completed it, get entered into a drawing for something. I'm not sure I totally understand it, to be completely honest with you. All I knew is I finished the thing, which I wanted to do anyway. DM my stuff to blackbox.art and, you know, roll the dice of getting some sort of cool NFT or, or crypto art or something like that from her. So I was all in. Awesome. Yeah. A big part of the reason why I didn't go so far in the tour was because I was busy like working my way around the secret center. So coordinating with the artists that I commissioned the art from and then trying to get that set up in the gallery of that blackbox.art so generously donated to us. I, I feel like next time, uh, we need to hire like uh, a lot of money to just go in and just do like an interior design, a gallery for us. Cause I'm just, I'm such a, like a klutz with this kind of stuff. I'm all thumbs. So it was a nice little exercise in seeing like what needs to be done. What are, what are my limitations in terms of like setting up something compelling to look at? But I feel like getting the art from the artists, that was something that was pretty straightforward. We have about like 30 unique pieces, 30 uh, NFTs that we can gift to some users created by MLibT, Lazarus2571, Matias C, Blackbox.art, NoShot, Connie, Goldkey, and Bardian Sun. So that's pretty cool. But like you kind of alluded to this already, for some reason, it feels like the Scent CryptoVoxels art tour happened like a year ago because of all the other shit that has been happening around it. So there's a user on Scent and an amazing artist in the crypto space. His name's Max Osiris. And he's putting together the first LA art crypto show in real life. I think there's about like 20 or so artists, most of them crypto artists, and they're going to display all of their crypto art there. And about like 12 of these artists are on scent, dude. Max himself, blackbox.art, of course, is in there. TSC's there. Uh, Miss Al Simpson. Dude, everyone's there. And then on top of that, there's something else happening in Shanghai with, uh, I guess, I'm not sure if Jake Johns is putting it on something similar or if he's just promoting it. 
like Shanghai and LA, like these are like pretty culturally significant cities when it comes to art. So I'm super stoked to see what people think about crypto art in the real world, if this is going to drive interest and in investors to come into the space increasingly. What's your take on these in real life crypto art shows that are all of a sudden popping up? Dude, I, I think it's awesome. Honestly, the first thing I thought of was how the fuck are they going to display it? Because this is something we've talked about in the past. It's like you got it on your phone then what do you do with it aside from like pulling it up on the web page and, and showing people? And, and I actually dug like a little bit deeper to try and figure out the answer to that question. My understanding, and I, I could be wrong or maybe something will change, is that they're basically getting a whole bunch of iPads and putting them in picture frames and will be individually pulling up uh, people's artwork, I guess. And then I, I think this is the one in LA specifically. And then they'll be doing a art tour through crypto voxels on a projector, something like that. I mean, I guess that's that's like as good as we got, right? But but I would love to see like that problem resolved over time. Like, okay, this is so awesome. Now that this is gaining traction, like let's get some real seamless ways to display this stuff because what happens, you show up to one of these events, you really like something, you, you want to buy it, and then they're like, well, you got to like basically hang an iPad in your place in order to display it, or otherwise you just got it on your phone. Um, so I, I think it's awesome, man. Anytime you get like, uh, you know, people in checking stuff out, uh, the fact that a whole bunch of our own people on scent are involved in this, I, I made a comment. I was like, dude, we should be hosting this event, right? They, they certainly overlook that <laughs> um, because of, uh, you know, how, how tied into the scene we are at this point. It's all happening super quick. And events like this really, they just push the space forward. And like you're saying, they inspire people that are way more uh, technically savvy uh, than us to come up with better solutions uh, than what we have now. So it's just amazing. Just another huge step forward for this space. And then on top of that, we have like the digital craftsman, No Shot, as well as like a couple other uh, crypto artists like Josie Bellini, putting together like all these uh, crypto voxel wearables. Like, have you seen this thing start to take off? Yeah, I, <laughs> you know how I feel when stuff like this happens. Not hating on anything. Uh, no shot shoes look look dope. Uh, a lot of the stuff looks really cool. All of a sudden, I, I just I peeked open at OpenSea uh, this morning, and I'm like, holy shit! Now there's like sunglasses and pizza boxes and and hats <laughs> and like coffee mugs. Uh, the the Cavities, uh coffee mugs for the uh, Crypto Corner Cafe are, are awesome, and so all that's cool and everything. And and it seems like the obvious direction that crypto voxels themselves has to go. I mean, there's only so much land to sell. They they got to continue to uh, you know flesh out this space. Honestly, my my like biggest hesitation, if if I need to like talk some shit for a little bit is that when I'm doing this art tour, it was the first time I have like a decent laptop. It, it's not like super high end. I don't do any like graphic design or gaming on it or whatever. It was the first time I'd heard my laptop's fan like fucking spinning like hard. And I was like, oh shit, because a month ago, a month and a half ago, that didn't happen when I was on crypto voxels. And it's not like my laptop's any, you know, that much worse for wear. And my biggest concern started becoming, you know, towards the end of the CryptoVoxels art tour, I'm like, CryptoVoxels themselves is only going to get more flooded with moving components, accessories that people are going to be wearing, more avatars, like moving around with things that they're wearing. Uh, I mean, you can see where this is going, glitchy t-shirts. So 
I started having some concerns. I'm like, is CryptoVoxels going to like almost out tech themselves where, you know, if you're, if you're a graphic artist or like a high end gamer, you probably don't even know, like this, notice the speed difference. But again, like how to make this accessible to the average Joe on a computer. I'm like, ah, my, my computer was cranking just to like, you know, move around and, and do like the regular stuff. I mean, there's just a lot of high resolution moving components in, in any given gallery. And then I'm like, oh man, you add in like all these accessories and like all these people wearing them. I'm like, man, you may need something high end to eventually. Uh, and and on, on the phone, man, it's, it's getting tragic. I almost don't even go in there. Same thing. Like a couple months ago, I could navigate fairly seamlessly when CryptoVoxels was less populated. Now I open it up on my phone and I'm like, I might as well just pull it up on the laptop because otherwise I'm going to be here like all day long. So that, that was the haterade that that brought on when I started seeing like all this other stuff pop up. I'm like, you know, CryptoVoxels to me for like all of the amazing stuff they're doing and have going on, it's still like sort of clunky and like difficult to without, I mean, I've been there like a million times at this point. And honestly, without Puffin's guide, I would have been lost, dude. The, the, like the, the streets aren't like super clearly marked or intuitive. Everything's like sort of the same color and hard to differentiate the walking versus flying versus like randomly like appearing on top of and like going through places. It sort of is what it is with, with something up and coming. It, it seemed like to me like a really, really high end art show in like a really, really low end gallery. Again, not knocking crypto voxels. It's just brand. It's just a brand new thing that that's you know just getting off the ground. So that's you know they. It seems like they've worked out all the big problems. Now it's like how to continue to make this uh, experience seamless and accessible to you, you know the average person out there. Um, what what do you think about uh, it all? Your your critiques are totally valid, and that fear, that worry, that we're we're out teching regular people uh and we're just creating like a moat between us and a, a broader population of people that that could potentially adopt this that because of like just the overtaking of the of the product itself it, it's just making it inaccessible i think that's a huge concern i know ben nolan does so much work in any given day and a lot of his work is around constantly optimizing the site to make sure that the loading doesn't get too crazy. Uh, I know that's it's an uphill battle, but thankfully he's someone that that does have that in mind. But to your other point, when I went to CryptoVoxels before, like I would explore a little bit, but then I would leave because what's the point? You can walk around, you can see some cool things, but without any other broader aim, like it's hard to keep you yourself there, right? But with the Lonely Planet guide that Puffin put together, that was the way to experience it. I feel like that was the first time it's like, okay, this makes sense. And then the teleporting sent a logo portal. That was perfect. That's a perfect way to get from gallery to gallery. I feel like in the future, we should probably come up with some more condensed tours just because people don't have time to go through like 27 different galleries or whatever in a single go. But like just giving people the experience, like, okay, when you go into CryptoVoxels, you're into, you're into the whole wearable thing. Well, there's a bunch of a storefront set up by like Josie and Nowhere and a couple other people, check these places out. And there's like five. It's more intentional. So for users that are like not as familiar with the whole scene, it's something that they can easily follow along with. I feel like that's a really important insight that this really fun exercise helped to highlight, uh, at least for me. 
you know, just sort of thinking out loud, like some uh, standardization would really help overall. Like right now, understandably, you've got a bunch of independent artists doing like an independent thing. And so every place is like structured differently, like looks totally different, is totally different to navigate, which is fine and, and is part of like the, the, you know, the artsiness of the whole thing. But even some sort of blurb like, you know, what Puffin has written out in the guidebook, you know, on like a signpost in front of each one or something, just so you know, like, okay, here's another place. Here's the signpost that tells me how to navigate it. You know, each time I know if it's a scent place, the scent portal is like right next to the door. You know, because right now it, it seems it, there's there's so much to see. It's all so interesting. It's also like all over the place that every time you walk into someone's, someone else's gallery, it's like a totally different world. And it's like, you know, what in the world is going on here? Part of the fun of it is figuring out what is going on there. But I, I do think some sort of like basic standardization would again, make it more accessible to the average person who just sort of pops in and is wondering what is going on. Yeah. And I kind of feel like we are like the early pioneers in this virtual space, right? Even though these galleries sort of mimic or seem familiar to us and like we know in the offline sense in the real world, we have to totally reconceive how we interact with with these digital spaces. And like the best practices are nowhere near derived. You were pointing out earlier, like you had no idea some of these buildings even had three, four, five floors. We need to come up with the signage, with the markers to let people know that those other spaces exist, right? I feel like having this sort of guide for now is a step in the right direction. But just in terms of like interior design signage, someone needs to come up with a better way so that other people can just simply adopt them and so that the project itself can just make those available for people. So it's just like when people visit there, it's an intuitive thing to to know that there's stairs around a corner or something like that. It just highlights how new of a space it is and like just the broad opportunity, right? For to do super innovative things that no one has thought about or realized or even problems. Like the amount of people that are realizing what the problems and limitations are in these digital spaces we're amongst a very, very small group of people. And if any of us are able to figure out the right ways to do these things, that's important for the whole space to move forward and to be at that that forefront. I just think it's kind of mind-blowing. But kind of moving on, because again, we still have so much to talk about uh, on scent. There's a lot of good posts that were made. Do you have any any posts that you want to kind of highlight as standing out to you? OZ Masters mushroom pictures. This person had made like a few hiking posts and, um, you know, sort of, sort of like some of the posts that we had talked about before. It was like a little bit of like cultural knowledge about where they're from and, and stuff like that. And it was very interesting. And then uh, they sort of like randomly sprinkle in these mushroom pictures with, you know, different captions and everything. And at first I was like, what the hell is going on? But then they like really stuck to their like mushroom game or whatever you would call it. And we're getting like daily or like twice daily uh, interesting looking mushroom pictures lately. Finally, I was like, all right, I like the mushroom pictures. I'm, I'm with I'm with this. I don't know why you felt so strongly to like bring your stylish mushroom pictures here uh, that, that they would catch on. But uh, I, I think he finally succeeded and, and uh, it caught on with me at least. I'm, I'm digging the mushroom pictures. Uh, what about you? So there was a post by Slunk the other day talking about just student debt. 
student debt, especially in the American context, is something that it's it's a huge problem. I, I, what is the total student debt at now? Like $1.9 trillion or something like that and growing by the day. Just like the current generation of kids that are in school or uh, about to graduate or people that have graduated within like the last five to 10 years, just the amount of debt that they have is just, it's crippling. And I'm just sitting halfway around the world as someone who was able to escape that debt trap and like study at a great university halfway around the world and in Asia, get amazing scholarship opportunities over here and, and not have to take on that debt and then just be able to, to graduate and then have every opportunity to, to make the decision I want to make in my life as opposed to making decisions based on will I be able to make my repayment schedule and things like that or thinking that, well, I need to stay at this dead-end job for the next 10, 15 years. Otherwise, like I'm not sure how I would keep paying this debt off and like trying to, to start like a regular life. It's a huge problem. Um, I know in the article, uh, Slunk kind of suggested maybe establishing like a 90% marginal tax to help pay for these things. I'm not sure what the optimal solution is. Um, I would advocate people just not not going to school in the States if they could. Like there's opportunities all over the world that could help individuals like really differentiate themselves and uh, help them acquire a whole different uh, set of tools and, and life experiences that otherwise would never even be attainable in the US. Um, but it's, it's an important discussion to keep having uh, and, and trying to move forward towards some sort of resolution or solution. It, it is out of control, man. And uh, something that I, I think about a lot, uh, you know, for my kids and, and moving forward and, and how they're going to navigate these situations, because you're right, man, one, one wrong move, you think you're doing a, a great thing, going to a great school and you're in like crippling student debt for uh, 20 years. And uh, the benefits of travel are not to be taken lightly either. You know, on top of like, you know, getting an affordable degree and a, you know, high-end school in a great uh, location. I'm, I'm a big fan of Slunk. Slunk was doing an AMA uh, the other day, and uh, I was, you know, shooting a couple goofy questions back and forth with him. But I, I love how Slunk can, like, sort of go back and forth between sort of being a goofball and, like, really abstract and, like, thinking outside the box to, like, dropping some, like, serious knowledge and, like, you know, letting you know that he's, like, really put some, like, time and effort and thought into – um, you know, whatever it is he wants to talk about that day. So yeah, man, big, big fan of Slunk. Anything else uh, stick out to you? So there was a post by Spontanert. It was more of like a comment. Um, it was a really short one off that they had never been interested in Twitter until they came to Scent. And I thought that was something that resonated with me. Uh, just because like when you're on scent and you start kind of going on your, your creative journey or you're going deeper on your creative journey, uh, you want to shout that stuff out. Uh, you want to let other people outside of Scent know about it. And there's just a lot of amazing tools available to us that we can use as a, a megaphone to shout out the good shit that's happening on Scent. Twitter is like one of the best ones right now just because of crypto Twitter, but also because of the, the creative community that is on, on Twitter uh, already. If you're able to catch the ear or eye of anyone on these other different, but obviously very related groups, it's just nothing but a benefit for the, the whole community over at Scent. So I thought that was just a really, really brilliant insight. Did you have anything else before we get into the exciting development with our centerpiece series? No, man. I, I, yeah, you want to get onto the uh, the exciting news with the centerpiece? Uh, I'm happy to dive right in. 
Dude, dude, I know you were doing some uh, business development over the past couple of days with the uh, good friends over at Marble Cards. So dude, let, let people know what the deal is now. Well, after our last podcast, I was thinking about um, I was thinking about what I was saying about love, art, hate, and how like some of uh, his posts I feel like in themselves are sort of like art or whatever, and and it just got me thinking. I'm like, what do you do with something like that? You just bookmark it, and then you, that's it. You know what I mean? Then you just have it in your like stash of bookmarks that you, that you basically never look at anyway. And so I was like, it would be really cool if there was some way to memorialize uh, great posts or like, you know, capture them in some way. And then it just sort of hit me. I was like, oh, shit, this is what Marble Cards like basically does. And so I I kicked the idea over to Marble Cards and I was like, hey, what do you guys think of, uh, you know, each week we do, we each pick a centerpiece post. How do you feel about marbling uh, those posts as sort of like a... um, you know, and then I, I don't know if we, we sell them or, or they go on the open market. Uh, but either way, I, I felt like it would be like a really cool and like sort of flattering, you know, award for the people we pick as the centerpiece just to know like, hey, your post, your, your piece, uh, your post has been, you know, memorialized indefinitely on the blockchain in the form of a marble card uh, because it was, you know, hand selected and we thought it was so cool. So uh, I was talking to Johan about it. He thought it was a great idea and was like totally down. So uh, we're going to give it a go and, and see uh, see how it goes. So definitely big shout out to Marble Cards. They, they jumped right on board and uh, we'll be listening to the podcast. So we'll have two marbled centerpiece posts, uh, you know, around the time this comes out. That's so cool. I had to pick blackbox.art and just the post that they did on uh, introducing the CryptoVoxel Art Tour. It, it garnered about like 13 or 14 bucks in seeds, um, which I think was the highest seeded post in the last week. Um, it's just like a ton of interest. Blackbox.art did so much work along with everyone else involved in the CryptoVoxel art tour. But she's just such an amazing person, amazing spirit, constantly promoting other people. She's so selfless and she's also an amazing artist in her own right. And I just love how she writes. It's so clear. It's so sincere. And that post, I I would love to see that marbled. Yeah, that's my centerpiece. What's yours? Yeah, that's fantastic, man. Uh, Yeah, you can't can't say enough good things about her. My centerpiece was uh, sort of a new-ish user, or at least someone who doesn't post too much. I, Gemini X, uh, is life turning you down? Um, is your life turning you down? And the the content of the post is more about taking life, uh, taking the bull by the horns. And, you know, if you don't like something, change it. And, um, you know, one of these sort of introspective posts that, that honestly, I feel like you tend to uh, gravitate towards a lot. And I, I don't come from the perspective that like everyone is created equal and everyone has the same opportunities and everything. Uh, you know, I, I think a lot of that depends on your like societal and, and geographic uh, situation. Uh, but I do believe that, that people who are highly motivated to make something happen uh, are able to make something happen within the context of wherever they're at uh, in their life. So uh, I, I really like that post and think it's also uh, deserving of a first uh, centerpiece. That's awesome. So I guess we'll get those two posts marbled up. But dude, another awesome show. Uh, I think we've covered a ton of ground. Um, there's still a ton more left to cover that we will get to in later episodes. But as always, it was a pleasure talking with you, bro.
Great, man. It's always a fun conversation. All right, man. Well, take it easy. I'll talk to you next week. Yep, you too. Sun's podcast.